Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back going in, Rod. News brief. We're going to try to keep this one brief today, but hey, hit that like button. Let's try to get up to 600 likes. Larson, uh, what's in the news? Well, we talked a bit about it last night during our Raw recap because uh, late last night, WWE announced that a performance center trainee had tested positive for COVID-19. The news was first reported by Ryan Satin, uh, and WWE later issued a statement which read, quote, a developmental talent who was last on site at WWE's training facility on Tuesday, June 9th, has tested positive for COVID-19. Since that time, no other individuals that attended the facility have reported symptoms. However, out of an abundance of caution, to ensure the health and safety of the company, performers and staff, all talent, production crew, employees on site at the training production productions facilities will be tested for COVID-19 immediately. Following the test results, WB plans to proceed with its normal television production schedule. Uh, shortly after that, John Pollock of Post Wrestling reported that, quote, due to the positive case, the company will be testing talent and staff for COVID-19 on Tuesday with a plan to resume its tapings on Wednesday. Uh, Post Wrestling confirmed with multiple sources that Tuesday tapings were postponed. I guess the idea was they're going to tape Raw, SmackDown, main event, uh, I guess, for next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything for main roster stuff had been uh, already uh, filmed yesterday. Right, right, right. Uh, according to Sean Ross Sapp, WWE didn't give talent any advance warning uh, uh, that someone at the PC test positive, tweeting out, quote, talent I've spoken to say they found out about the positive COVID-19 test when the rest of the world did. Last time they were informed, of course, there was a positive test uh, uh, in early April that was announced. Uh, last time they were informed via talent relations app about five days before news broke. And then uh, Wrestling Observer's Brian Alvarez reported that, quote, on top of nobody finding out about the COVID failure until it hit social media, I was told by multiple sources that WWE would not allow anyone in the crowd at the Raw taping Monday to wear a mask. That was later disputed. Um, we'll get to that later. Um, let's talk about this crowd. So may have noticed uh, there were uh, people in the crowd who didn't seem like they were Performance Center trainees. No, it was weird because like all the Performance Center trainees – they're like you know young and they look vibrant and uh, and they're all like energy and then like yesterday watching Raw they like panned over and there was like an old dude yeah. like cheering and <laughs> he looked like he was having a lot of fun yeah he was having fun turns like out him. they they had invited some fans to come out yes so uh, wrestling so, sorry go ahead well I was gonna say Larson wasn't it just uh, last weekend that uh, somebody in the WWE said this I'm trying to remember who it was. So we need to do what we're being told by the medical experts. Once that widespread testing that is accurate becomes available, we will do so. That was Triple H when he was asked. Was Triple H <laughs> when he was asked about COVID testing during a media his uh, in your house takeover media call. Yeah. Uh, that quote, by the way, was uh, uh, via Sports Kita. Um, yeah. So or or evidently until somebody actually tests positive, and then we're going to start testing. 
like many things at WWE, they will do the they will eventually do something the right thing when their hand is forced. Yeah, pretty much. So apparently, uh, Mojo posted video of, of the giant Q-tip going up his nose. No, he uh, did. Today. That's the worst. Yeah, he did. He did. Oh, poor guy. Um, so it looks like WWE is finally, for the first time in three months, in the midst of a pandemic, actually doing a, a, a COVID testing. Uh, for their talents and staff and whatnot. Uh, back to the crowd, Wrestling Inc. is reporting that some uh, 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 in the crowd were local diehard fans, while others were friends and families of the wrestlers. <laughs> diehard? <laughs> that That's puts their a whole verbiage, new spin man. on that one, man. That's their verbiage, and that all of them had to sign waivers, which stated that they wouldn't hold WWE liable if they contracted COVID, and they were subject to the same screening procedures WWE has had in place uh, since they started running shows at the Performance Center. So that means taking their temperature. Yeah. Um, you have to same. You have to sign a similar waiver if you want to go to a political rally these days, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Louis Stangor of WrestleTalk reported that WWE talent apparently were unaware that there'd be any fans, whether they were fans or friends or family. That's also been kind of uh, uh, disputed somewhat. Um, we're at the PC until they got there. So shortly before we started rolling cameras, uh, John Alba of Orlando Spectrum News 13 uh, tweeted out some more uh, information. He's saying, quote, multiple fans in attendance at Monday's W tapings tell me they were not told they couldn't wear masks. Several reports in the last 24 hours have indicated they, they were told they couldn't wear them and then posted this statement that WB provided to him, which is really small. Uh, this is what WB had to Here, say. I can, fans, I'll, I'll read this one. I got. Thank you. Eyes. A much larger monitor than I do. Yeah. Uh, fans have not been in attendance at WWE events since March 13th. Yesterday, a select number of friends and family were permitted to attend WWE's TV production. These individuals were required to participate in medical screenings prior to enter entering the closed set at our training facility and were kept apart from in-ring performers and production personnel. Attendance was below 20% capacity and social distancing guidelines were adhered to with at least six feet between parties. That's untrue. You could see that on TV. Thus face masks, thus face masks were not required. Uh, Alba has more saying, quote, the fans I spoke to told me they never felt pressured by WWE not to wear a mask for TV purposes or any other reasons. Uh, they confirmed temperature checks and signed waivers as well. One noted they were in a group that had masks on them and chose not to wear uh, when taping started. Uh, he also says those I spoke to didn't find out about the positive COVID-19 test by WWE developmental talent until after the tapings. While WWE personnel were tested today, the fans were not informed they had to get tested. Mm -hmm. Those I spoke to were invited back for more tapings this week. Yeah. Uh, th there's one question in my head. Mm -hmm. And that's when did WWE find out that one of their developmental talents tested positive? Um, if it was uh, at any point before this taping began, uh, damn them. Um, because they potentially exposed a lot of people. I understand that uh, Triple H has gone on about the, the sanitizing procedures they have done at the Performance Center, where they'll 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 sanitize the ropes, change the ring mats. Uh, you know, uh, also in Elba's reporting, uh, there's mention of of uh, uh, sanita uh, like sanitation stations throughout the Performance Center, and that's fine. I understand they're taking the precautions. But to allow the TV taping to go on as scheduled and then dump the news after the show had aired 
uh, with the potential of exposing talent, staff, production, friends and family of talent to this virus and not saying anything about it until the taping was over. That's awful. That is awful. Um, it, it, it's, it's, I don't know, it's irksome. It's another instance where WWE makes it real hard as a fan of wrestling to watch their product. Assuming, this is assuming they knew about this before the taping happened. It's entirely possible that they started on the taping thing uh, in the course of that. They found out about it, issued the statement immediately. That's entirely possible. Um, but if it's a situation where they knew about it in advance and, kept, and said, well, we got to get this done, otherwise we have no TV this week, that's really irresponsible. Yeah, we don't know, so I'm not going to speculate know. on that. I'm no, not gonna, we don't know at all. I'm not going to judge that situation because we just don't know. Um, I mean, they, they don't they don't have a good track record. I mean, and I, I'm not even going to qualify that with another clause to that sentence. They yeah, no, and that's that's why the first thing that pops in my head was like, when did they find out? When did they, they find they, out about this? Just, you know, they don't going back decades. They don't have a good track record. Period. Um, mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I mean, I, I qualify that by saying of, of, of keeping their talent safe of, you know, I mean, even even when we talk about what we did yesterday with the pending lawsuit and uh, and the confidential witness, uh, former wrestler for WWE, mm -hmm. you know, when they when the WWE issued a statement that said, you know, the allegations uh, being, uh, you know, uh, bandied about by the news, by the dirt sheets are laughable when I mean, there's somebody there's there's a credible witness that was there that you know uh gave a deposition the reports yeah. Uh, yeah you know under oath i believe i believe those things are under oath um I guess so i would think uh so yeah that that you know that you know the armed guards and the hostage situation was it was a true story the way that it was described anonymously by by several wrestlers in attendance months ago um yeah they're not they're not credible wwe's not they're, it's not credible with how they handle their talent in many, many, many different ways, um, and I would not, I would not hold it against the WWE talent on mass to just like walk and be like, "Hey, this needs to be handled. This needs to be handled properly." Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like this is like, it's not like this is a biological bomb, and 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 like there's thousands of people that are going to be. It's this is a serious thing that they're not taking seriously. Yes. And as fans of the product, you know, I'd like to know that the performers, it's dangerous enough being in the ring performing moves. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, as we saw with Edge, who on, uh, by the way, we didn't even mention this, that apparently Edge's injury, this was from Dave Meltzer, Edge's injury happened on a retake. Yep. Uh, and he thought, he heard that it might have been when uh, Edge came off the top and took an RKO, they refilmed that. They they went through the match and they did a series of retakes. They did some pickups, yeah. Some pickups, yeah, to enhance you know the the the, the product enhance visuals, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And so like, you know, they already go through one. I don't know how long the match was, thirty five minutes or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they go through and they do more stuff. Well, I don't know that wrestlers are necessarily, especially a guy who's been out for nine years. Uh, are accustomed to that. They just don't take that stuff into consideration. Now, Edge was probably like, okay, yeah, I, I'm fine, you know, with the risk mm -hmm. involved because he's a professional and he, he's going to, Edge has done plenty in his career to sacrifice his body to yes. to put on the best yes. show. And yes. he's a grown-ass man. If he wanted to say no, I'm sure he could have said no. Yeah. Um, but it's just the WWE, they don't have a great track record. They don't. And that's why, you know, when I mentioned earlier that if, if possibility exists, 
they knew in advance and this is how they proceeded. Uh, a lot of that is informed by past behavior mm-hmm. because, well, I guess what you're saying is you wouldn't put it past them. Like exactly. it's entirely possible it's entirely because they're capable of it. Yes. I would hope that is not the case. I would hope that the second situation I mentioned where they were doing, they were doing the tapings in the course of the tapings, they found out this was the case and they just kind of made a judgment call. Uh, well, everybody's already here. So let's just finish up. I mean, um, it's dude, it's one thing like, you know, it's it's not good at all to to put your wrestler like especially like Daniel Bryan like Brie Bella has said that she has concerns because he has a compromised immune system. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's one thing to put your wrestlers at risk with this kind of thing. It's another thing to have your developmental talent on the other side of that plexiglass, where evidently this person would have been. They're obviously not like look, man. I'm 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 not the smartest guy in the world, but you can see clearly they're not actually six feet apart from each other. Um, and then, but on top of that, to have fans come in, to have fans come in, that is. The more sketchy. people you put in that building, the more risk you're you're putting everybody in. Yeah. You know, and yeah, you can say you're twenty percent of capacity. You're within guidelines, uh, just by the just because by the letter of regulations or law, or whatever, you're 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 on the up and up. Doesn't necessarily mean that's the right approach to things mm-hmm. um it's just i don't know it's 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 i want to assume that wb is taking the nest at least it's taken some sense of precautions to ensure the safety of everybody in that building and then when presented with the situation where the safety of those in that building could be jeopardized they don't just push ahead anyways mm-hmm. that's what i want to think but yeah. as we just said history has indicated that WB hasn't always operated with the health and safety of their performers first and foremost in their mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to assume that they didn't know in advance of this taping that someone uh, tested positive. I would like for that to be the case. I yeah. hope that's the case because I don't want to be sitting here and thinking, well, this company whose product I watch, who uh, historically I've enjoyed continually, here's another instance of it, put people's safety and health in jeopardy just to carry on with the show. Yeah. Cause if that's the case. It's 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 upsetting. It's really upsetting. Yep. Sure. Anyways, uh, Tom Colohue has some more. He's reporting that since the talent who tested positive for COVID nineteen was tested independently outside of WWE since until today they actually haven't tested anybody. Um, that quote: "This has made many people backstage very nervous about returning to work on Wednesday." While on TV talent and developmental talent in the crowd are separated, a number of WWE superstars would apparently mingle with their friends during segments and backstage. It's a nervous feeling across the WB locker room at the moment. And he continues, quote, the intention is to go back to work tomorrow with anyone confirmed as having COVID-19 self-isolating offsite. Uh, here's potential issue. So uh, the individual who tested positive test, uh, tested was last there June 9th, one week ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know the incub- incubation period for this thing can last as long as two weeks. Now, I don't know at what point during the incubation period where the viral load is high enough that a positive test would be uh, received upon testing. I don't know. Um, it seems like, cause generally speaking, if you, uh, you know, you go out of the country, you come back, they advise a two week quarantine period. Yeah. Um, or if they think you've been exposed two weeks. Yeah. My parents are off their quarantine tomorrow. I get to yeah. see my parents again. Yeah. So, uh, uh, for them to say, okay, we're going to test everybody. Uh, if everybody's, uh, tests come back negative, cool. We're in the clear. Mm-hmm. You kind of got another week. Probably, uh, uh, 
to be sure of that. Yeah. Um, and then just continue the taping schedule as if they're completely in the, in the clear. Again, it's incredibly short-sighted, and you run the risk of putting people in, 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 in harm's way. Yeah. Um, Luis Dangor tweeted as well, quote, don't be shocked if we see more talent pulling out of the shows, and you know what? I don't blame them. Yeah, somebody that was in response to somebody mentioning this is why Roman Reigns left, you know, right on the verge of WrestleMania happening. And uh, and that's what uh, his uh, uh, Luis's yeah. uh, 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 response was. Response was. So. Uh, so, yeah, uh, this is obviously still a developing story. We will uh, see what happens later yeah. on. Yeah. See, we want to hope that WB is approaching things the right way. Yeah, I would suggest, I would highly suggest following uh, John Alba on Twitter yes. and yes. Uh, uh, Luis Dangor yes. on uh, Twitter also. Yeah. And of yeah. course, uh, our good friend Tom Cullihue. Yes. John uh, Alba has been on top of a, a lot of this stuff throughout mm, the year. Uh, uh, also, on the brighter side of things, uh, so we were sort of concerned, of course, with Paul Heyman being out as executive director of raw that might uh hurt the chances of some young talent getting uh pushed well one particular young talent angel garza uh we might not have to worry about him because alex mccarthy of talk sport is reporting that quote angel garza is the latest star to become a favorite of vince mcmahon and sources tell talk sport mcmahon has even referred to him as a young Eddie Guerrero, he's not the first to make that comparison. Larson, um, I think you and I both think that he's absolutely terrific. And, uh, oh, he's such fantastic, a, man. At such a young age, he's got uh, all the potential in the world to, to yeah. do great, great yeah. things. Yeah, so, 27 uh, years old, that's it. That's, so he's got a young. great future ahead of him. Oh, for sure, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, there you go. That's it for uh, News Brief today. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We'll be back uh, tomorrow with more stuff. And then uh, yeah. if uh, Friendo Club TV, we got Ask Stephen Larson coming up today. We so do. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. 
Hey, I'm Nolan Sykes, a host of Past Gas, the number one automotive podcast in the world. Every week, my co-hosts, James Pumphrey, Joe Weber, and I bring you some of our favorite stories from the hollowed halls of car history. From the amazing to the weird to the utterly unforgettable moments, we cover it all. Join us as we take a look at the wild stories and larger-than-life characters behind legendary cars and car makers. So if you love cars or just like a good story, check out Past Gas by Donut Media, the number one automotive podcast in the world. 